This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hey there, cat lovers. Welcome to Nine Lives with Dr. Cat. I'm your host, Dr. Catherine Prim. I'm a small animal veterinarian and cat lover. Today, I have a neat guest, Amy Shojai. Now, Amy is someone who knows a lot of the same people that I know, and I have just never before had the opportunity to speak with her. So I'm super excited. She is an award-winning author. She is formerly a person who worked in a veterinary hospital, veterinary technician, and she is just a super neat advocate for pets and, and really for the people that love them. So I'm excited to talk with Amy today about maybe some holiday stuff, like some gifts and what gifts might be appropriate. It falls about gifts surrounding pets. So we'll be right back with Amy after a quick message from our sponsors. Does your pet's breath leave a bit or a lot to be desired? You can give your pet the gift of sweeter breath and you'll get sweeter kisses with Probiora Pet. That breath is the result of harmful bacteria which lives in your pet's mouth and that harmful bacteria can lead to serious health problems. The solution is to crowd out that bad bacteria with positive bacteria. All it takes is one scoop a day of Probiora Pet mixed into their food to replenish the good bacteria. That's it! This all-natural, no-taste, no-odor powder is the only dental care probiotic for pets which delivers beneficial bacteria which supports tooth and gum health and crowds out the bad. A healthy body starts with a healthy mouth, and Probiora Pet is the best way to give your pet a healthy mouth. And our listeners get a 10% discount using PLR10 at checkout. To purchase, go to ProbioraHealth.com. That's ProbioraHealth.com, and use code PLR10 at checkout for 10% off. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Nine Lives with Dr. Cat on Pet Life Radio. And I have today Amy Shojai. Hi, Amy. Hey, how are you, Dr. Cat? It's so good to, well, kind of sort of see you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm really, you know, it's really fun because you know all the people that I know, and I know a lot of people you know, but I've never gotten a chance to meet you. So I'm, I'm really excited to talk to you today. I know, I know. It's like a, this mutual admiration society, and we finally <laughs> virtually connected. Hey, you know what? That's the way the world is today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so um, you have so much stuff on your bio. I couldn't list it all. But first, I want to talk about you and your journey to get to be the pet advocate that you are. Oh, my goodness. Do we have like 24 hours? <laughs> I, I tell people that in cat years, I probably should be dead, but I, or I'm in my ninth life because I started really, really early, very young. My mom, in fact, told all of her friends that when Amy grows up, she's not going to have babies. She's going to have puppy dogs and kitty cats. So apparently, even from a very early age, that's what my focus was. And I happened to fall into a wonderful opportunity to work with a young veterinarian who was so excited about veterinary medicine, he wanted to share all of his knowledge. And I got to assist him with surgeries, with 
all kinds of fun adventures and started writing about them because he was all about education and I was all about sharing those stories. And again, it's my mom's fault because I would tell her these neat stories about the little diabetic kitty that came in that we were able to monitor and moderate those signs or the dog that got out onto the roof of the veterinary clinic. And, you know, that's a whole nother story. But she said, you're the one that needs to write these down. So it's mom's fault that I started writing. And uh, first began to write these personal experience stories from my, uh, my years as a veterinary technician and assistant for the pet press. And in those days, it was Cat Fancy magazine. I love cats. A lot of dog magazines, Dog Fancy, Dog World, all of the different magazines, which have now turned into online venues. So that's kind of where I started and turned some of those articles, expanded them into book length form. And that's my first book was published, I think, in 1992. And I think I'm at 35 books and counting and I branched into fiction even. So it's it's a wonderful world of animals out there. And I'm just so happy that I can be a voice for the animals. I love that. I don't know if people like us just like to talk. I don't know. <laughs> people tell me that I that I like to talk or maybe I don't know. I think education is awesome and I love what you're doing. And and that is why I wanted to talk with you a little bit about some sort of holiday things surrounding animals. And one of those is giving pets as gifts. And I know you have opinions. So let's jump right into that. Sure, sure. And my opinion has changed over the years. I can be educated. Sometimes it takes a while. But in the olden days, back when I first started, it was a big no-no to give pets as gifts with a few caveats. You know, if you are the parent of a child, then certainly it's up to the parent to make some of those decisions. But they've actually done some studies more recently. I think it was the ASPCA and some of the other animal welfare associations were very curious about this because they don't want people to give an animal as a gift for, say, the holidays, Hanukkah, or Christmas, or you know, whatever you celebrate that is coming up, and then turn around and they end up back in the shelter situation. So they did some studies, and it was surprising what they found out that actually the holidays is not necessarily a bad time to give an animal that they did not see an increase in relinquishments after the holidays that they were expecting. Now, there are some caveats there because you need to prepare. You need to know that great aunt Ethel actually wants a kitty cat. You know, you don't want to gift somebody with an animal friend that they aren't prepared for, that they don't want. Maybe she wants to tour the world and a cat doesn't necessarily want to go on the road with you. So you do need to plan ahead. And so what I like to do is instead of actually gifting the pet, except in the case where it's a child, what I love is going to be different than what you love, than what your neighbors love. So why not instead give a gift certificate? Maybe you can fund the adoption of a particular animal after the holidays when the person has prepared and they have the chance to pick that pet themselves and fall in love because maybe they want the one-eyed cat that maybe you would not, or perhaps they want a Persian rescue baby. So 
let them choose it, but then you can gift the funding and all of the, the fun kitty cat accoutrements or puppy dog training lessons. You can do a lot of those kinds of things. I think that's a great idea. And, you know, part of the fun of gift giving is being able to give something. And I think that's why people like that. But but you could go to the shelter and take your cell phone and make videos of several of the adoptable cats. And, and you could just say, here's an example of, you know, some of the things. I mean, you could still make it fun for you as the gift giver, as well as the gift receiver. I love that. That's a terrific idea. I love the idea of the of the videos too. And what we did one time with one of my friends was we put together a pet carrier that had a stuffed animal in it. So it, you, she actually, the little girl got to open that under the tree Christmas morning and see the tag. And I said, you know, fill in the name here and then we'll go pick out your pet. So that was fun too. And she got so excited because, oh my gosh, I know I finally got the pet of my dreams that I've been dreaming. And if I were a little kid, that would be my best Christmas present ever. Absolutely. But I do think that finding a pet is kind of like finding a spouse or a human relationship partner because you have to find somebody that meshes with you. Yes. And I think that that's where these things might break down. You know, it's funny. Someone posted a, an image of a car driving around town that says pets are not gifts. They are a 15 year commitment. And I, you know, I hear that and I do think people need to plan for that, but still it can be kind of fun. Don't you think? Oh, absolutely. And, and as I said, there's a lot of caveats involved here. I'm not saying that somebody should go out to the shelter the week before Christmas and plop that rescue cat underneath the Christmas tree. You know, you need to think about the animal as well. The reason we used to say that the holidays were a bad time to do this was because it's so hectic. I mean, you are decorating, you're having family and friends in, or you're going on vacation. But if you can plan the time, this is a time when the kiddos may be off from school for a week or more. So this can be a time when the family can plan ahead and get that new pet acclimated to your routine and figure out, you know, who's going to clean the litter box and who's going to be in charge of keeping the water bowl fresh and, you know, all of those things. And maybe the youngest kids can be in charge of teaching the kitty how to, how to chase that fishing lure toy and to maybe even figure out how cats, you know, you can have games. What is the cat's tail telling you now? And why should you not stare at a cat? How can you get the kitty to come interact with the, with the smallest kids? And I like to tell parents, have a contest and see who could ignore the cat the longest. Because the person that ignores the cat the longest, you know, kitty cat's getting up in their lap. I love that because the whole family is home and the cat can just be a part of everything. Oh, I love that. And teaching kids about cats and how cats work. That's perfect, Amy. <laughs> Okay. Well, I also want to talk about maybe some gift options that are not living and breathing. Maybe some, like you said, accoutrements for the pets or whatever, but let's take a real quick break and come back and talk a little bit more with Amy Shojai. We'll be right back. There are a lot of things no one likes to do. I mean, I do some really gross things in my work as a veterinarian. Cleaning a cat's tea. Yuck or calling someone back when they text, we need to talk, or cardio, or paying the orthodontist. 
or maybe swimming in the open ocean. Everyone can add scooping up cat litter to that list. And look, everyone loves their little furball. But the smell, the scooping, the scraping of stuck-on mess? The answer? Arm & Hammer slide litter, the litter that slides right out, leaving nothing behind. You still may not love cleaning the litter box, but now you can just slide out the funk. Arm & Hammer slide litter, more power to you. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Nine Lives with Dr. Cat on Pet Life Radio. Amy and I are having a lot of fun talking about ideas to make pets a part of your holiday gift giving and to account for some of the pitfalls therein. So, Amy, there are some other things I think we could make as gifts that aren't necessarily the living pet. What do you think? Yes, absolutely. There are some wonderful things that you can do in terms of pet gifts, either gifts for the pet that is coming or even gifts for the pet lover. And if you are somebody that has a problem shopping for somebody, maybe they're a very difficult person to please, but they have a pet. If you get them something for the pet that they love, that's going to make huge points. And if you are going to gift a pet, or even if they have a pet already, there are all these different things that you can do. You can, I mean, you can shop online. You don't even have to go out. They have automatic shipping things now available for everything from toys to pet food to cat litter so that the person doesn't have to lug it. And that's going to be an excellent gift for somebody, say, that has trouble lifting heavy objects. Maybe that's an older person that absolutely adores their cats, but they can't lug all of those big heavy items back home to take care of them. You can, of course, there are some fun things like, oh, I'm trying to remember the name of it. I know that there are bark boxes for dogs. There are similar things for cats that come once a month that'll have toys, that'll have maybe catnip treats in there, a brush for the kitty cat. So there's some fun gifts that can be given that will last all year long, once a month. And, you know, the the dogs love to see the UPS guy coming. Well, this maybe will help the cat learn to say, hey, anybody that comes to the door and rings the doorbell is bringing stuff for me. And so it's not such a scary thing anymore. So there's all kinds of things there. I like people to check out first what the pet or the pet parent really likes. Perhaps they have a specific type of food that has been recommended by their veterinarian so that they can't do certain kinds of treats, or maybe the cat really adores toys. Or, you know, my cat, my cat absolutely adores his cat trees. We've got one, two, three, we have four. We have one cat right now. We have four cat trees. So he doesn't have any, any excuse. He is launching himself back and forth and playing chase with the dog and having a wonderful time. So with cats, you can do second story things for them. If you don't have the funds or the availability for a cat tree, clear a bookshelf and put a little cat bed up there. And now the cat has window gazing opportunities and they can look out on all they survey because everybody knows the cat that is on the highest perch is the king. 
Yeah, everybody knows the cat is king anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So um, there are some other things I know that you don't maybe want to promote your books, but I think that books for pet lovers, cat lovers specifically, but books for pet lovers to educate them and entertain them, make them better pet owners. I think that those are good gifts too. Can you tell us about some of your books coming up? Oh, sure. Sure. Thank you. I have over the years, mostly written nonfiction books, and they're very prescriptive how-to books. I have a book on pet first aid, the first aid companion for dogs and cats. That is something that almost, I think this is the book I pray you won't need, but I hope that you have on hand in case you do need it. So that's one that a lot of pet lovers would benefit from. And that's actually available as an audiobook now too. So they can download it, have it on their phone and carry it with them wherever they need and and dial up. What do I do if my cat has swallowed something he shouldn't have? I had a book come out last year, a big coffee table book. It was the first one that I had done in full color. It's absolutely, I have to brag, it's absolutely gorgeous. And it has a lot of beautiful cat pictures in it, breeds, the history, the evolution of cats. That's another great gift book. And for those those who enjoy adventure and stories, I also happen to write thriller fiction that incorporates dog and occasionally cat viewpoint characters. And no, they do not talk. But I like to imagine that their viewpoint is how they would perceive the world. So the dog may have something, will refer to the person staring at them and not looking away from them the way a polite dog should. Or in the last book that I had called Hit and Run, there was actually a cat character that was a tracking cat, had been trained and would track down and find lost cats. And as you know, Dr. Cat, that's actually, that is a reality. They are using cats to do search and rescue because they can climb up, they can get little nooks and crannies that dogs can't. The most recent book has not released yet. It is available for pre-order and it's called Win or Lose. And it will release on January 2nd. And it is available in both paperback and eBooks on all the different platforms. And um, what I like about doing this is my main character is a behavior expert. And she has a German Shepherd that is her PTSD support dog. And so a lot of the people that have read the books and that left reviews will say, oh, that's why my dog does that. Or, oh, I didn't know cats could be trained. So it's a way for people to learn about cats and dogs, natural behaviors, but not as a lecture. I think a lot of people pick up and read my books that never would pick up and read a nonfiction book. And so that's a lot of fun because I get to expand the audience and get that information out there in a really fun and unique way. I love that. So what is the name of your coffee table book? The coffee table book is called Cat Life. Love it. Yes, it's Cat Life. And it's big, glossy, about uh, 10 and a half by 11. It comes in hardcover, comes in paperback. And it is available on Kindle, but that's the only ebook version that it has. And if people want that, I would encourage them, if they want the physical books, order now because of all the blockchain issues and uh, everybody's having problems getting paper and all of that. So if you want a paper physical copy, order now if you want to get it in time for Christmas. 
Absolutely. Yes. Well, of course, all of my listeners already know that cats can be trained, but just in case they haven't heard all my other episodes and they needed to know that cats can be trained, then yes, cats can be trained and read Amy's books so that you can see examples of cool things that cats can do. So this is really fun. You mentioned that that you have a cat, I believe, that likes a feather fishing pole toy. Is that true? That's absolutely true. And it's funny, you know, some cats like the laser lights and the pointers and all that, which, you know, you have to be careful with. But my cat does not like that. Our dog used to adore it, but the cat doesn't like that. He wants the feather chasing lures or, you know, the little bug kinds of things. He loves it when grasshoppers come into the house because, hey, now I get to actually be a real cat and hunt them down. So, yeah, cat toys are really cats decide what they want to play with. And I will make a comment here for all of you listeners out there that have an older cat. Mine, Karma Cat, he's he's just turned eight. So he's not necessarily that old. But I had a an old lady cat. She made it almost to 22. And after a while, cats get a little creaky. An awful lot of cats that age have arthritis. It's kind of a whole body thing. And they just don't want to move. Play is not just chasing. So if you have a cat that you think doesn't want to play, you may be wrong, you know, get the feather toys out, get the toys out and engage them and let them watch. Watching is a part of play and even the tail twitching and maybe you bring it up to him so he doesn't have to chase it, but that's all engaging him, keeping the kitty brain engaged and lubricated so that, uh, you know, if you don't use it at rest, then you you kind of are going to slow down even more. So you want to keep your cats engaged. This is a great time of year. I don't know how many listeners out there have stockings hung up that have the cats or the dog's names in it, but you can put little stocking stuffers in there and then let the cat get them out and choose which one he wants. Aren't cats fun how specific they are with their tastes and how individual they are? I mean, I see a lot of cats every day and I have a variety of treats because I talk about it on my show all the time because I'm a fear-free certified practitioner. And so some cats really don't like some certain kind of treat and some cats really do. And they're just so much fun and so individual. So I'm glad that you brought that up. Oh, I'm so glad to know that you also are fear-free. I write for the fear-free site and I'm a fear-free trainer. So that's a lot of fun too. This is a great program. And I love the whole idea of enrichment because, you know, we want our cats safe. So we keep them inside and that's kind of an artificial environment. So we have to do stuff that keeps them engaged into true cat activities, whether that's, you know, putting up a bird feeder outside, that could be a great kitty gift for the listeners to do. Set up a bird feeder out outside that watch the squirrels watch. Oh, I can't say squirrel too loud or my dog will go nuts. But, you know, bringing kind of the outdoor and the nature's inside, bringing a box of leaves inside somewhere where you can clean it up easily and let the cat just in it and smell those things and crunch on them and have a good time and be a wildcat for a little while. I say this on a lot of my shows, but funny thing about me is I'm the world's first fear-free certified professional. So so I've been doing this a long time and (laughs) I love that it's become something everybody that, you know, my guests come on the show and they already know about it. Yes. And I mean, this is a great 
thing. So yes, I think any way you can enrich a cat's life, increase their activity level and let them use their curiosity. Those are all great, but great gifts. And people can get excited about those too, I think. I think so. In fact, I talk a little bit about that in my fiction too, which is a great way to educate. One of my fiction books talked about the main character has a main coon that turned out to have hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. And so I was able to educate about that as well. I also do something with the fiction books. I always have a name that pet contest for my readers. So they get to nominate their own pets, describe what they are like, and I incorporate them into the story. So they have bragging rights. They have a hero cat or a hero dog in the story. So this time I've got a kitty cat that actually alerted to seizures in her owner. And in the story, the cat ends up, well, I don't want to give it away. I don't want to be a spoiler, but the cat is a hero and kind of gets rid of the bad guy in a very uniquely cat way. So that's a lot of fun too. Oh, I love that. Well, okay. So tell my listeners how they can find you and track you and and see the things that you're into. And stalk me. Okay. And stalk, cyber stalk you. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm on Facebook. So people can just, you know, type in my name, Amy Shajai, and that's S H O J A I. And my website is shajai.com. And I also blog at amyshajai.com. And there's a whole lot of free information there uh, that people can, can dial up and they can find me all all over the internet and who knows where. <laughs> awesome. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's where we hang out, right? That's right. That's right. Well, this has just been so much fun. I would love for you to come back and maybe talk about cat first aid and all of these things. You have so much good information out there and, and it's just been so fun to talk to you today. I would love that anytime. You know where to find me. <laughs> Absolutely. I can cyber stalk you. Yes. <laughs> well, thanks again. And thanks to our amazing producer, Mark Winter here on Pet Life Radio, because as you know, he makes Nine Lives with Dr. Cat happen. I want all my listeners to have happy holidays, meowvulous fun, and a perfect day. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.